Welcome to the show today. How is everyone? Have you put your head in the oven yet? <laughs> it gets to that point sometimes, doesn't it? It makes you feel like that. But God is in control. And I got a great, great show for you today. We have a a, man, a young man from uh, his own show, he and his partner. It is called Blue State Conversations. Uh, it's Matthew, and he's going to be joining us here shortly. Uh, to uh, share his news, his message, and I hope it finds it very inspiration for you. It did for me. Um, he is a wonderful, wonderful man to talk to. Great guy, great mission. Um, him and uh, Will uh, have uh, a great show to listen to. So make sure you tuned into that to that show. It is called Blue State Conversations, and you are going to learn a lot. How to com- how to talk to people who who don't necessarily see the same thing you do, you know, without the emotions, you know, uh, which I'm guilty of. But uh, when we come back, I mean, we were going to listen to that. It is it is a great great interview, uh, and I think I think you will will find it very inspiring. So uh, stay tuned to that. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the show. I have a very special guest today. Matthew from Blue State Conversations. I think you'll enjoy that. He uh, ex- explains how to have conversations with people, you know, uh, civilizedly. And, and, and he points out views that really opened my eyes. And, you know, what what's going on in our country? What can we do, you know, to... Uh, turn this country around so take a listen to this and enjoy it's uh it's an hour-long interview but it's well worth it and i i hope that it'll be inspiring to you as it is to me welcome to the program everyone the kilroy williams show i have a very special guest today matthew from blue state conversations matthew welcome to the show thank you so much for taking your time to come and talk to me yeah Uh, happy to be here yeah Great to have you, man. Um, is it possible you could just tell us a little bit about you guys and what your mission is and what 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 you guys are doing? I've, I listened to your show and it's just outstanding. Your message, and I think you guys are great encouragement. Yeah, so we're, we're titled Blue State Conversations. The way we came about with that title is we're two conservatives that grew up in deep blue areas, right? So, if, 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 you know, I'm I'm a conservative and you know, nine out of every 10 people I know is a liberal, right? I'm from Massachusetts. And then um, partner, Will, uh, he's not here today, but he does the show with me. Um, he 
grew up in a you know deep blue area in Pennsylvania, which as you know, there can be some deep blue areas in Pennsylvania. Right. Um, and so, you know, growing up, we had to talk to people who didn't think like us. Right. You know, so we, right. and we had to, we had to come up with ways to get them to think the way we were thinking. Because one of the things we noticed really quick is when you, when you're in an area with people and they all agree with each other, what tends to happen is the conversations are slogan based. Right. You know, somebody yep. say something like, you know, they'll, you'll say all lives matter, black lives matter. Uh, if you want to go back earlier, love is love, you know, you, all these slogans. And then if you don't agree with that slogan, <clears throat> the insults come up. Yes. And yeah. nobody knows how to actually <clears throat> communicate how they got to that slogan. They don't know the behind it. Yeah. And so both of us would have frustrations with, you know, we would try to explain what we were, what we were doing uh, what we were thinking, you know, why we believe this. And then we would just get back a slogan, a one word sentence. We'd have these thought out, you know, we'd even agree with people. Um, if you go on our website and read our about, uh, we actually tell the story of how we agreed with somebody 80%, but because that last 20% wasn't there, they actually accused us of supporting lynching over 20% disagreement, you know, that, oh my goodness. you know, and, and these are people this wasn't a random person. This wasn't, you know, at a rally screaming like you see on the news. These are people who'd known me for over 10 years. Mm -hmm. People who I went to school with that I was in involved at church with. Mm -hmm. Do a youth ministry with somebody, and then they say, yeah, you, you, you agree with lynching. And, you know, you're sitting there going, hey, you know I don't. I know you don't. Why can't we talk about this? Right. And so what we decided is to create a show that, we're not going to hide that we're partisan or we have certain beliefs or anything like that. You know, I'm a conservative. He's a conservative. We're very open about that. We have some different viewpoints, even within conservatives, but it's about having the behind the scenes. Yeah. You know, how, why do we have a Senate, right? Cause you hear people all the time. They'll say, oh, we don't want the Senate. Why do we have a Senate? What does it do? And then that way you can take that information you can disagree with us. You can come up with different, you can send us all these different um, arguments and we'll, we'll talk to you about it. And we're, but we're not going to hide that fact that there's differences of opinion, but we're going to give you the tools to be able to have a more intelligent conversation rather than simply that slogan and insult. Yeah. Yeah. I found myself when I, when I, as I shared with you earlier, before we started recording here, uh, I find myself that uh, just because you express your opinions and your concerns, uh, people don't really want to hear you. And it's your friends and even your family members. You find out what they really think. You know, it's just right. It's it's heartbreaking. Um, and now our country seems to be well more divided than ever. And um, especially yeah. now, yeah. what's that? Yeah, no, it's, I mean, I was just about to add, like, the, you've got a uh, New Hampshire lawmaker filing articles of secession. Yeah. Um, you know, people are openly talking about national divorce. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, 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 it's just a totally different within it this past year and a ha half, uh, what, what, what has become of our country. And, you know, it's, and now they're trying, you know, to divide with if you're vaccinated or unvaccinated. You know, yeah. and it's just, it's horrible. And, and I see believers that, that, that agree with it. 
That's what I don't understand. They, they, they disagree with it. I don't know if they're teaching that in their church. I don't know. It's just. Yeah, the saddest one I ever heard was, um, um, you know, a, a friend of mine bragging about how they kicked somebody out of a church meeting because the person wasn't properly wearing their mask. Oh. You know what I mean? The bra- and it wasn't like, you know, they felt bad. They didn't feel bad. That was what really got me. They didn't, weren't sitting there going, you know, we just wanted to keep the church operational and this person was being a problem. None of that. It was literally, yeah, we made sure that person knew. Don't come around here with that. Yeah, and I'm then sure. that person, uh, wow. that same person sitting around going, why isn't anybody in church? <laughs> you kicked them out. Yeah. You know, that, <laughs> Boy, I tell you what, I wouldn't want to be held accountable for that one when, he, when the Lord talks to him. <laughs> right, yeah. Oh, uh, and, uh, uh, yeah, so... That's hard. And it was the pride, you know, it was yeah. the, it was the, we, you know, Hey, let me tell you a story about what I did today. And this is just, that's Christianity in action right there. Like yeah. that was the, the tone, the attitude. They were so proud about it. They were ripping that person, you know, and of course they're talking to other people who are Christians, you know, myself and my other friends we were on a discord call and we're sitting there going, uh, the rest of us are like, uh, Okay, <laughs> so, so, but now we now that person we don't talk to them as much. We don't give them as many information. We don't. Right. We're, we're not as closely intimate in friendship with that person because what we might get kicked out. <laughs> we might get yelled at. So, and that's the that's that's how you. I think a lot of the division in the country is coming organically from people. Yeah, and and you know what? That pastor of that church should be held accountable for that. I mean, I mean, they, right. to allow something like that. Wow. Yes. That's, that's just heartbreaking. I mean, that's, that's where we're at now, you know? Yep. And, and I think the enemy is using that too. He wants to divide the Christians, you know, and, and you see it, you, you, you see it happening today. Yeah. I mean, they, they will sing at the top of their lungs, every song talking about, you know, we're going to go to the sick. We're going to go to the poor. We're right. going to go to the down. Right. And then you go, well, here's some sick, porn downtrodden. People go, well, not those ones. You think you think Jesus would have kicked, kicked people out of uh, his church because they weren't wearing a mask properly? I kind of doubt that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, they didn't wear it over their nose. and they, they, you know, Okay. Then you know what? You can leave. Yeah. You can leave. But the, this whole idea of you're, you're not with us, so bye-bye. You know, this has been the, the, the thing with Christianity for a long time. That if if you don't if you are not one hundred percent with us on church catechism, then you're one hundred percent against us. And that's putting you know? a, that's putting a bad name for the Christians. You know, the ones that are, but, are good, you know. Right. Why go to church? Yeah, why why go to church? You know? Yeah. And and I think that's another thing the enemy used with this uh, pandemic thing is uh people stayed home and you know they got used to it and comfortable you know watching it online and so forth yep. you know and it's just yeah. and that you do lose community yeah you know and I, I i respect the churches that said hey what we're gonna do you know because some of these churches are huge yes. there's a lot of people there you know you can't you don't want to and they're older yes. you know, especially if you're in florida or something like that you may be having like hey i've got a congregation of 300 and half of them are over the age of 70 I understand if you said, look, we're going to do everything from home. That's yeah. a great call about the pastor. He's, he's t- looking out for his congregation. Absolutely. But the, 
that that pastor cares about people, but the other pastor who's saying, no, it's important to come to God right now and have this community. Yeah. But those two pastors are like one cares and one doesn't. That's ridiculous. Yep. You're right. You're right. That's why they're supposed to be the shepherd, right? Right. That's why you have them. Exactly. Yeah. That's why you have them. That's why you have a board of elders you, and you create a community and the, that community gets broken. I definitely agree with with that you know and that my, my personal opinion is the churches should have stayed open because that's when there's a pandemic you need god yeah absolutely and when there's a pandemic a lot of people who didn't realize they needed god suddenly realize oh i do need god the suicide rates up the domestic violence rates up all these people are suddenly going you know what yeah uh, i need to reconnect with god and then they 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 go where's the local oh they're closed yeah hey, well that's a great point that's a great point because you're not going to get that when you're just watching it on tv you need that. Right. You need that uh, fellowship, you know, to support each other. That's, yeah, that's I, a great I, point. Yeah, I mean, I watched Louis Giglio Passion City Church during the pandemic. I thought they did a great job. You know, there's there's a bunch of different places that people, you know, people do their local ones. You know, but then you, you see these. T- you know, I, I remember that last year we were, you know, March, April, and in April, the police started. Go- you know, they'd have a church service. Everyone would park their cars. And they turn on their radio and they broadcast. And then right. the police showed up and started sending people home for listening in their cars to a church service. And I remember I had my yeah. I had Christians. Yeah. Good. Those police need to be there breaking up that church service. Great. And then a year later, those same people are going, I don't understand why they're arresting pastors and doing other. I go, because <laughs> you were there cheering them on yeah. when they did it when they did when they did fifty percent, you cheered them on. Now that they're at hundred percent, you're going, Where'd this come from? It's you know it's like what is this not Nazi Germany? I mean you know, yeah it, you know the Polish pastor is hosting a in, in Canada he's hosting his church service now he's arrested why while he's holding a church service great I thought we had freedom of religion yeah yeah <laughs> and you know it's also telling you uh, at that time you remember during Thanksgiving you can only have so many people in your own personal house really were you going to come knocking on the door and looking you know right oh I know yeah the, yeah. And they, uh, had, and right, they, had, they had phone numbers. Do you remember that? You can report your neighbor. Yeah. Oh, you can do that. And then Australia, the the they have deployed their military to keep you inside the house. We need to pray for them. That is just. I never thought I would see that happen to that country. Well, and then you you notice where you know where's those twenty six million people who are protesting last year saying police protect. Yep. Those people are now going. Oh yeah, no, I'm glad they threw that seventy year old woman on the street and pepper sprayed her with two officers. Two officers pepper spraying her. That's that's what you need. Yeah, you know, and you, that inauthenticity. That's what I think. That's going to create. You know, I, I know people were talking about January sixth. They were saying, you know, oh, watching someone beat people with the Jesus banner. What a what an image. Yeah, great point. But you know, it's it's like, but it's it, it seems to be so much my team, your team, that the we we we're not even considering whether or not we're following our own faith it's actually your team needs to win you know I, i'm from massachusetts the catholic church and the pope they're against abortion mm-hmm. but almost all the catholics i know here are pro-choice yeah they're not and they're not personally pro-life politically pro-choice they are all the way through pro-choice and but then they'll say to me well you know you you don't do all the Catholic things. You don't. You're not. You're not. All, you're not a real Catholic. I'm going. You know, just because I don't do a novena for all these different things, I don't pray to Saint Anthony when I lose something. You know, mm-hmm. 
that doesn't make me like less of a Catholic if you're going to then turn around and go, but on the abortion thing. <laughs> right. And, and also, it's, that, it's your personal relationship with Jesus anyway. You know, it's like how, you know, you know what, right. you know, you know how you feel in your heart if you're doing the right thing. It's just, yeah. yeah and, and what happened to the, my, my, uh, like with the, uh, I call it the jab jab with the vaccine. Um, yeah. What, what, what happened to my body, my choice? Suddenly with that, it doesn't matter to them, does it? You know, right. And, you know, yeah, it's, you know, uh, we had, we had, we had 300, 400, 500 a month, some places extra a month for unemployment when you were laid off due to COVID. Mm -hmm. Then when you don't get the vaccine, Oregon's denying you unemployment. They're going to fire you for not getting the vaccine and then deny you unemployment. Do you think there's going to be a lot of lawsuits? And if there, if there is a lot of lawsuits, uh, how's that helping that person? They lose their job. I mean, they're going to, they may not even have the money to hire an attorney, you know, and it's, it's, yeah, that's, I mean, that's why it's important to have these groups. And that's one of the things that I, the biggest, biggest thing, I, I think people are rediscovering community mm-hmm. due to the pandemic. I think a lot of people definitely got into a lot of online like, you know, a, you know, a behind the computer screen communities. And I think people are starting to realize you need a physical support community as well. Right. You know, you see, you see the mass exodus from New York and California because people kind of thought, well, yeah, I am a conservative or Republican in those areas. And, you know, yeah, it sucks living here. I, my vote never counts. But now they're realizing that, yeah, they're, being, they're, getting, they're getting the house dropped on their head. And you're seeing them move, right? They're heading to Texas. They're heading to Florida. They're heading to these other places where they and can. De- and destroying have- those states because they would still bring in the same beliefs, though. <laughs> well, well I'm, I'm saying more like Republicans. Like, so you're oh, seeing right, people, right, 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 yeah, right. Well, they, they, they're moving to the physical community. And I'm not trying to say that, like, you know, the, you know I, I'm sure there's a, there's, a, there's a blue state person here going, well, there's people coming here from the blue state. You're right. Yeah, My right. point is that people are now instead of saying, well, I live in New York and my friends all live in Florida. Mm-hmm. They're now going, I'm going to live in Florida because I need to be around those people to provide that type of community, that type of life that I need. Because they're finding out real quick that, you know, online friends are just not as, they're just not able to support you. Yeah. Um, you, you need the actual community. You need the actual lifestyle. And I think that's, so that's a, that's a positive that came out of this. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that that's, in that case, um, you know, but, you know, I don't want to hammer COVID for the whole time, right, but I think, right. the, I think COVID is, it's really brought out the differences behind the political leanings of a lot of these people. And, that, and that's uh, where God brings the, you know, the, the good out of bad, you know? Yeah. You know, so what do you think, man? What do you, uh, um, how can we unite today? You know, how, how can everyone, you know, that's kind of a hard one, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I think uh, the, the, the one of the things that I just saw recently, I, I, I attended my um, my in-laws' uh, 30th anniversary party. They've been married for 30 years, and he, his uh, best man, the the my my father-in-law's best man, he was there. So that's 30 years they've been friends, um, and you know they that best man, full-on Biden supporter. And they go at it on Facebook, right? They, you know, you, you don't know what you're talking about. You're, they go at it. Mm-hmm. But when they were at that party, his best man was there. 
They were seated right next to each other, buying each other beers, having a great time, all that stuff. And the reason is they understood we believe different things politically. We do all that stuff, but they never took it as you personally are these things. So that's the first step. People are taking a lot of political things as personal. And I, you know, like if you'll see that if people vote for a certain person, then it's like you are those things or you are that person, right? Like Elizabeth Warren voters, they're, they're smart. They're the collegiate types, right? Like it's, I vote for Warren because she's intelligent, right? It's not that she has good policy or anything like it's, well, she's, she is a professor, right? She's very smart. And if you vote for Bernie, you're very revolutionary, you're radical, you want change, you know, you're, you're fighting the system. You know, if you're a Trump voter, then you're, you're an angry, you know, anti-establishment populist. You know, if you're, if you vote for Ted Cruz, then you're the intellectual conservative, you know, and that it's, that's, People are because, like, you're personally these things because of this, the way you vote. You know, you'll see people say, well, Donald Trump's a white supremacist, and since you voted for him, you're a white supremacist. Yeah. Well, that's a personal insult. Yeah. So the first thing is people have to start actually viewing the person as the whole person. Yeah, yeah, that's, if you, that's if a great point. Somebody, and you're saying, you know, that person doesn't seem to be a white supremacist. I wonder why he's voting for him. So they're judging. We're all judging. Right. Yeah. Right. And we're very quick. You know, if you find people will do it, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll talk to you. Who'd you vote for? Donald Trump. Oh, we're done being friends. Well, we just met you five minutes ago. Right. But I, I, I had no idea. That's all I need to know about you. Really? That's all? Wow. That's, you know, and that's, <laughs> there's that. Um, and then the other thing is it's the, we're, we're, we're using political leaders as our saviors. Absolutely. You know, you, you hear like, uh, oh, Donald Trump's going to come back and save us. Why? Well, we really don't know what's going to happen. And you shouldn't rely on him. You should rely on Jesus Christ. And you know, yeah. you know, rely on it's you. It's the people, too. He couldn't do it by right. himself anyway. You know? Right. You can't Politicians see. need your vote. Yeah. Corporations need your dollars. Yeah. You know, the amount of people I know who talk about big corporations who've got a, who've got a Christmas tree size stack of... Uh, Amazon packages outside their house. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's like the, they got to these points because people support them. So the people are kind of taking themselves out of the equation and then wondering why the equation doesn't favor them. Yeah. Yeah. That's and so that, true. That, and that's, that, that's kind of local politics is almost like, that's the thing for old people. You know, that's, <laughs> you know, when was the last time your town council meeting was more than like maybe 50 people? Yeah. Um, you know, People aren't people aren't at those unless they're very angry. You know, something something will happen. Everyone will show up, and then they leave. You know, uh, and it's all started it, it, within the local communities. It's just not the, the the feds. You know, it starts there. Yeah. I think you know, and people. That's what yeah. they need to do. They need to go to the school board meetings. They need to go to those town council meetings. You know, and just, yeah, your if your your community is is what's going to affect your life. Yep. Your your mayor has more power over your day-to-day than Joe Biden does. Just, a, just on average basis. Yep. You know, um, your, your state governor does more in your life than Joe Biden does, yep. just on an average. But people don't notice that. No, they don't. Uh, they, they tend to get very, you know, everywhere doesn't live like me, well, I'm going to make everywhere live like me. And that's, that's when you can get really dangerous. Is this, you know, it's like um, 
you know, they when they were talking about Florida, one of the Andrew Gillum was talking about doing uh, universal health care. He goes, well, the only way we'll do it is if he names like five other states jump in with us and go, well, okay, that that's great, but that's probably not going to work. Those are all Republican states. He goes, yeah, that's why we need to do it federally. So instead of we're going to do something and get other people in or we're not going to do it, there was no trade off. It was just we're going to make everybody else think like us. Yeah. problem with that is once you uh, once you get to that point when you take yourself out of the equation when you take your when you when you stop using your community as the stepping stone and you just go federal it becomes my team will win and the problem is if you're not what what happens to the if your team wins what happens to the other teams they lose that's true that's true and so no one wants to be on the losing team so they're going to try to win back and this is where you see people are just clubbing each other over the head now with bigger and bigger federal clubs. You know, the Democrats do this, the Republicans do it right back to them. And then the, the Republicans do this and the Democrats do that right back to them. Yeah, it's like a bunch of children on a playground, you know? It, it, yeah, it used to be the agreement was as long as the qualifications were there, a judge was appointed. It didn't matter. You just, you approved them. Did they pass their? Did they get? Did they pass their FBI background check? Yep. Okay. Do they have the requisite qualifications? Yep. Everybody voted for them. That was the agreement. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the Democrats went. Wait a minute. Hold on a second here. Um, this guy's not going to vote the way we want him to vote. So they voted him down. The Republicans did it back, and the Democrats cried, cried foul. And it's because they cried foul, they hit back with their stuff. You know, and they went back and forth, back and forth. People are holding up, and all of a sudden, we're going. Where did this come from? And part of the reason is because you, we voted the same people from 1980s who did that to Robert Bork. I still end up still running the show today. Yeah, that's so right. scary. I mean, what Biden's been here for 47 years. I mean, right? But yeah. Biden was one of the, Biden was on the committee that that Borked that yeah. invented Borking. Yeah, you know, and you've got uh, Pelosi was around. All these guys were around, and they somebody put them back in. And I understand that sometimes you can't beat the community, and somebody's just going to run forever there. I get that. You know, it's. That's 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 one thing, but there's there's really little fear of the actual people, yeah. Because people have mostly checked out. You know, there's very. I think they were talking about this recently that um, once people found out a Republican may win California, that's when the recall went the other way. People go, well, we can't have a Republican running the place. I mean, Gavin Newsom is definitely yeah. horrible, but yeah. Republican? That's like, you know, it's like really. Again, that's, that's, putting, so that's, putting, that's putting labels again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? And you just, you, you see that. And uh, that's, so I think there's that. And then I think the lack of information, most of the people, they have no clue what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Very little clue. Uh, they don't know how to get the information. Uh, they don't know, you know, all we know is those sites support them. These sites support me. And since my side's right, these are the, these are the sites. You know, they're getting I it from that mainstream media too. A lot of them, you know. Yeah, and it's it, it goes for everybody. It's the it's a very condensed stance. And uh, you know, I, I actually I had a friend who I remember one time he he went he went off. You know, this is the way it is. This is this. This is this. You know, you know, Matthew, you don't know what you're talking about. You know, you you've got no clue about this. I actually work in the field, and so I start going. Well, here's some of these things. Here's these words. He goes, Oh, I didn't realize any of that. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, I didn't see that. You know, I don't really follow politics. And it's like, he was ready to rip my head off and he didn't know. 
you know, he all he knew is you're not on my team. You don't think my way. And so that's when you just you just saw that come out. This is a guy I knew for a long time. And now now it's you know, now we don't really talk anymore because after a while you get kind of tired of somebody saying, Hey, you're an idiot. (laughs) You're not gonna get anywhere with that, you know. You're not it's just it's just that's calling names sticks and stones type of thing. So what do you think, like, um, how the church can can uh, save our country, you know, and, and keep our freedom today? You think just like the way they they minister and in in, in educate their congregation? Or what are your thoughts about that? Yeah. Um, we talked about this a little bit in some of our episodes. We've, we've talked about um, just the what's going on with our churches, why people are leaving it, why the church doesn't seem to be influential anymore, you know, why is Christianity seeming to die? And, and, and my opinion is that the churches have withdrawn from the conversation. Uh, they, you know, when I, when churches talk about, you know, for example, we'll, we'll just, I think the, the best example of this is, when they talk about why we believe something, they don't really talk about why, they just say, don't do this. And there's not a ton of explanation behind that. There is really no conversation. Most churches, they will not talk about pornography. They will not talk about um, good sexual relations. They will not talk about male and female relations until the kid is in high school, if at all, because the parents will say we shouldn't talk about this. Mm -hmm. And the problem with that is you're talking about the average exposure to pornography for males is around the age of 10, and I think it's dropping. Wow. Um. You know, so if you're not talking to your kids, so if you talk to your kids at 14, 15, 16, you're four, five, six years behind the eight ball. Because schools are going younger and younger because the schools are following the trend, right? So the schools are saying, well, if you're being exposed at 10, then I need to start talking to you at 10, right? So the schools are doing. So now his school, which is a lot of times they're not espousing Christian values because the courts kind of consider that you can't, as illegal, right? There's a lot of places where abstinence isn't even taught. Um, or if it is taught, it's kind of as, it's a throwaway sentence at the end. You know, they'll they'll talk for 45 minutes on how to apply condoms, how to do all these, you know, take the, the, pl- the plan B pill. They go all through this. And then at the very end, they'll go, and we do want everyone to understand that an option is abstinence. All right. Thank you all for coming. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, so if you're behind that eight ball, then you're, you're allowing four or five years of your kid to have someone else's value. And that's where it comes in. You need to be at the school board meetings. See what they're teaching right. them, you know. See what they're teaching them. Um, I, I feel like a lot of parents, they, def- they, they have their baby. They are very excited for two years, and then they hand the baby to the school system, and then they pop out at 18 years old. Absolutely. And the parent goes, yep. well, because who gave them their values? It wasn't you. It was their friends. They expect, who, expect the government to raise them. Right, and the government does not always have your values at heart, right? Um, they, yeah, we change presidents every four years. We change House of Representatives every two years. Uh, mayors are typically on a two to four year cycle, so you know it's, it tends to be very confusing. It tends to be very different. You'll have you know, do you really want your child's education to be in the hands of the political mood in the United States? Um, probably not. Uh, so they don't get that education, and then by the time the church talks about it, it's very base level. Mm-hmm. You know, 
you know, I, I, my church never even brought up that there were differing stances on uh, the creation of human beings. They just said, God created everybody. Uh, thank you. I'm glad you came to our TED Talk. Yeah. And that was how they approached it. And then I went to college, and all of a sudden, I, I was learning about all these different things. Now, luckily, I went to a Christian college. And they oh, were very open. Good for you. You know, and, you know, and, and so, yeah, Grove City College, fantastic place. Um, they, they're, they're not apologetic about being Christian. But think of how many people don't go to something like that. And then all of a sudden there's a professor up there and he's got stats and papers and publications and evidence. And he's got all, he's got an argument down. He's been arguing for 40 years with his PhD and you lose that argument every time. Yeah. That, that, that doubt is what Satan will use. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he does it all the time. Right. And, and, you know, and we need to quit apologizing for being, a, for being a Christian too, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's not, you know, I know nobody else believes like me. It's like, well, there's a lot of Christians in the country, so a lot of people do think like you, supposedly. Right. But yeah, so it's it's that, you know, our kids grow up that way. You know, one of my friends, his his daughter, his daughter is anti-gun, and he's the guy who first took me shooting. Mm. And he's like, I don't know what happened to my daughter. I go, I do. Yeah. Massachusetts public school system. Yep. There was a teacher who came in when she was two or three years old, and she said to her. Guns are evil, yep. and if you like guns, you like murder. And then ten years later, her dad went in and started talking to her, but she had ten years of guns are evil. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and, that, and they know what they know. Yeah. They're doing that at a very young age. They have control over that young mind. You know, they know they they have that advantage. They can do. That's why they started early. You know, right. And some teachers, it's not on purpose, right? Everybody's biased. That's one of the things we we go over. Bias is not like a thing that you become. Yeah. You are biased by default. Everyone has biases. Sure. It's so a lot of people will just simply introduce that bias and they won't even recognize it. It's you actually have to work on being unbiased and having different approaches. I mean, even at the Christian school I went to, I recommended it. There was a professor who, if you put in something that wasn't Calvinist, he took points off. He's like, well, Calvinism's correct. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> this is, I thought we were exploring religions with you, sir. Right. You know, um, yeah, but you weren't thinking the way they were. <laughs> right. And so even, you know, even even the, the college I agree with who votes like me, who does all this, you know, you know, I think it's like 90% Republicans there. Even that college, they had people who were biased. Yeah. And so it's, but it's, that's why I think a lot of it goes back to people have abdicated that responsibility. And so the hope for reuniting the country is the recognition that the responsibility falls on us and the recognition that. You may not know everything. That may be true. That don't go in assuming everything about the other guys. Don't go in assuming. Well, you know what? They're all opinions. Some of those opinions may be correct. You know, uh, you know, it's like it's, you know, like I, I know a lot of people. They're they're really happy that Facebook and Twitter put on these warnings on a lot of these conservative things, and they go, well, you know, the conservatives are crackpots anyway. And then the second it happens to them, they're going, wait a minute, where'd this come from? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> hey, you know, <laughs> you know, and then it, it's this stuff where people often, it's very rewarding to be on the side of justice, right? Yeah. Um, I think Daniel Horowitz has a great talk about this, where people view themselves as on the side of God and his angels. And then everybody on the other side is his demons, uh, you know, Satan and his demons, and this is very popular in Christian thinking as well, right? We are on the side of God, and then we go out and defeat the world. 
And since the other side believes in all these worldly things, they're the world, and they must be defeated. Yeah, and we're we're as believers, we're not supposed to, we're not part of the world anyway. We're just supposed to send the message out, you know, and just you know, it's it's amazing. It really is amazing what it. And I, in these past year and a half, like I said, it's just it's like night and day. I never would have thought like in, uh, 2019 that we would be seeing this today. Did you? No. No, I mean, I lost, I lost my job. I had all these, you know, I, I lost my job. I went through all these things. And, you know, just to have someone lecture me about how I lost my job and was unsure of how I was going to pay my house bill, you know, and then it, it, it was good for me. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you glad you helped out there, Robert, mm-hmm. you know, from, from their parents' basement. They were telling me this, you know, like, oh, I'm glad you're safe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. From, from their couch, you know, they, they, they looked up from their, uh, their hot muffin their mom just brought to them to tell me, you know, Robert, you know, I'm glad you glad you only managed to make your payment by, uh, you know, by mere dollars, and you had to run up your credit card to do it. You know, good for you. Thanks for helping, buddy. And it's that's just infuriating. You know, it's that. Yeah. And then they're in church going, "Why doesn't anyone believe me when I talk about I caring about people?" Yeah, because same time to care for people that didn't agree with you, you, yeah. you weren't. We couldn't find you. And so what happens is, when, if I, especially if I'm a kid and I see this, I'm going to go, I don't think they actually care. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the kids are watching the adults. They observe all of that stuff, you know, and they, they see it, you know. Yeah, and you know, again, kids typically have a very high meter for BS. <laughs> oh, yeah. They know, yeah. they know when somebody's not, right, because, you know, how many times has their mom said to them something and they go, yeah, mom's just saying that because uh, she doesn't want to buy that right now. You know, my mom's favorite was always, oh, we'll have to come back and look at that later. Oh, that's when you knew we were never getting it. Um, mine, mine was maybe, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Oh, the maybe. Yeah. There's always the, maybe, oh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, that's what you know. Nope. The answer is no. You know, <laughs> they figure it out real quick. So they, they can tell when you give the maybe answer from the church. Yeah. You know, and, and a lot of why we believe you know, like I, I grew up with a list of don'ts. I didn't really grow up with a list of do's. Why do we do things? Most, you know, most, most pastors, I, they never really talked about why we believe a certain way. They really didn't. It's, you know, like even, even the Catholic church, when, when they talk about abortion, it's simply in the prayers of the faithful. They'll simply say, you know, we pray for an end to the evil of abortion. It's so, it's so scripted. You know, it's just, right. it's just and, you know, routine. And then, you know, they go, well, we provide resources to talk about it. Well, that, that's great. But you, you know, you're now trying to compete by saying, hey, you go out in your job and your kids and everything taking up your time. You go out and make time to find out why we believe what we believe. But then there's people out there delivering straight to that person why they the opposite. And then we wonder why the opposite is winning. Um, it's because we're not really going out and saying, here's why we believe this. And we're not, and the other end of it is we're not really enforcing it. Yeah. It's when, you know, like how many churches in their catechism talked about, you know, gay marriage. And then the second it became socially uncool, the whole church, they just rewrote their catechism. Yeah. Does that look like somebody who sincerely believes in something or does that look like somebody is kind of, don't want to, they're just, they don't want to offend. You know? Right. We don't want to offend people. Yeah. You know, and then I'm sitting there going, didn't Jesus say you were going to offend a lot of people and they're going to kill you? 
Yeah. Right. But like, we don't, we don't want to offend people today. Cause, um, I got a collection. I got, I need, I need 15 grand every month. Otherwise the church won't. Ah, right. But, and, and, but when I hear that, when the kids figure that out and when the adults figure that out, it just, you just leave. You know, I was one of my, one of my episodes, I said, can you imagine if Jesus, uh, I mean, he offended everyone, <laughs> you know, he stole, he didn't care. Yeah. He spoke the truth. And people didn't want to hear that. I mean, can you imagine if he, oh, I don't want to say that because I'll offend you. I mean, his mission would never have been completed, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it, ah. it, it is true that there are, you know, when we say, when, when he said, speak the truth in love, yeah. that is that is a much heavier sentence than it sounds. Yeah. Speaking the truth in love is very hard because I often think I'm right. And because I'm right, um, I really need to let you know how dumb you are. That's a very uh, rewarding thing for me to do. You know, really just tell somebody, you know, hey, you don't know what you're talking about. Guilty. And here's what I'm guilty. Yeah. I'm guilty. Yeah. That's, that's Everybody's true. guilty. It is really hard to do. Yeah. But one of the, but like Christians accept, like, will accept that critique. You know, somebody will go, you know, you weren't really loving when you talked to me. And Christians will go, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I'm like, and they just back away mm-hmm. rather than going, you know what? You're right. And that's why we're all sinners. You know, but I, I, I need to speak the truth that I know. I need to speak my beliefs, and I need to stand on that. Yeah, we're not, and, we're not yeah. perfect. We're st- we're saved. You know. Yeah. yeah. You know, and uh, you know, I know you to be somebody who's a good guy. You know me to be a good guy, and this is going to be a hard conversation. But because I like you, because I, I think you're a great person who's got good values, and we just disagree on this, or you know, maybe you don't, we don't believe the same thing. And I, I still remember somebody saying to their daughter, "Oh." Catholic can't have that and it's like well would you prefer the you know she ended up marrying a guy who doesn't go to church you know when we all go to be with the Lord I don't think he has us separated from uh, our, you know the Catholics here Baptists here and so forth <laughs> you know he's just that's part of feeling separated I think too you know within the church you know yeah and that's why and I and that's why you know one of the things that we talked about, our very first episode, uh, it, we titled it, How Much Crime Are You Okay With? And what we were talking about is people tend to approach things as, as a, what's called a zero-sum game, where basically you're either winning or you're losing. There's no in-between. And what people don't realize is politics and also society, it's a lot more comparative because what you're doing is you're taking theory and you're putting it into policy, right? So you, you want to accomplish a goal, right? Like we, we all agree murder is bad. Everybody does. But has anybody ever been like, well, there are more murders than zero, so therefore we're a pro-murder nation? Well, no. We understand that at a certain point, murders occur, because we're all Christians and we know that humanity has fallen. So I will live in a low-murder area, a low-crime area. But when you're saying that, what you're saying is, there is actually a level of crime you're okay with. Mm Mm-hmm. You're actually fine. Your statement is actually, oh, 10 people die? Well, that's good. Which is a strange sentence to say, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, 10 murders, good. That's my, I'm, I'm a fan of 10 murders. No one would ever really say that. Yeah. And, but we intuitively understand this concept because when you look up, you know, where are you going to live? Where are my kids going to go to school? All this sort of stuff. We look at that and go, oh, they only have 10 murders. But what you're really saying is, Good, ten murders. I'll live there. You know, oh, they ah, the, the one, drug one, murder, one murder should be a concern. <laughs> right, right. You know, I, I 
I, we, I, you know, I actually live in a town that did actually for several years only have one murder a year. And it was actually a big, a big thing because the, uh, they used to say the police chief was overpaid because there was only one murder. And the police chief was like, well, actually, you're paying me correctly because there's only one murder. <laughs> exactly. uh, you know, but they used to argue back and forth over that. <laughs> um, the state won that one. But, you know, um, but that goes to show you how we really talk about these things in terms of an outcome. And so what we often will do to somebody is we will say, your policy, your value, your thing results in failures. And instead of uh, approaching it with what we're trying to do is accomplish this goal and we're working on this and we're getting there and we understand that along the way, these th- we're going to run into humanity. Like I, I will find a lot of Christians. You know, uh, I, I actually, actually, I talked to someone who, who used to be a Christian and is no longer. Mm. And he, he, he goes, well, uh, I can't do the Catholic Church because, because of the, the the priest scandal, can't do it. And you know, he was he was like, but he's against homeschooling, which is interesting because if you look at the number of teachers that are abusing minors, it's far higher than the number of priests ever was. Right, but. Because in his head, he supports the educators, and, but he, do, and he doesn't support the church because of whatever his background reasoning is. He's okay with the number of kids being molested by teachers. And he's not okay with the number. But, it, but like, when I see that, I go, that's somebody who's not actually following his original sentence. He's got something behind that. And it turned out to be, you know, the, he, the church, you know, his church broke up. He was. You know, he didn't he didn't agree with some of their political stances and all these different things. So that pushed him in that direction. So and that's part of what our show is about. That original sentence, it's easy for me to go, oh, well, yeah, you the priest. Well, what about this? You and, and, and just get right in his face. Yeah. But it's taking that time to understand and then address that thing that actually is propelling his slogan at the end. Um, I think, uh, you know, the best example is everybody has an ice when when something everybody has an iceberg that they're standing on and stand on top of the iceberg and you're looking at each other. You may think that the person is far away from you, but as you travel down the iceberg, you may realize it's this part of the same iceberg and you just diverged at a certain point. Or you may find you are on two separate icebergs, right? (laughs) But you have to actually travel down the iceberg to find that point where you diverged or where you really just don't think the same at all. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. That's so true. Man, I'm learning learning a lot from you today, man. You've uh, you've, (laughs) really opened up my eyes, I mean, as far as like, yeah, you can have like decent conversations with people. You really can if you just do it the right way, you know? Yeah. And it's just... And, and I think a lot, too, we can do this if we pray, you know, if we really commit ourselves to God and pray that part of the, of the uniting, we can unite. God wants us to unite. Whether we're believers right. or non-believers, he wants us to unite. And that's what I put on my show. I've asked uh, whatever listeners I have, I have no idea. Like I said, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a young one with this. But um, <laughs> I, I've, I've asked people to do three and three, three times a day for three weeks and pray. Just pray for our country. Pray for uniting and healing in our land. And, I, you know, if we commit to that, I think we're going to see a miracle. I think we'll see these things that you're talking about that we'll all be yeah. able to do this. And I, I believe there is hope. Do you believe there is hope? Yeah, I do. I really do. I, I, I believe that 
that's why at the, at the end of our show we will always contain a segment called uh, that we title the way forward um because we think too many shows they get on and they rant mm-hmm. for an hour and then they do their handoff um right you know and then like if you watch a don lemon show it is an hour long screw republicans mm-hmm. and he gets on with uh you know cuomo and he talks about screw republicans yeah. and cuomo gets on and he talks about screw republicans yay democrats yeah. Right. And that just goes on. And then everybody goes, yeah, screw Republicans. Yay, Democrats. And we just do this for hours and hours and hours every night. And then that keeps happening. But what I want to do is I want to even if I am ranting or something like that, that there's something we can do to go forward from here. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, it's something that you can say, well, we've learned something from this. Or maybe if you don't agree and you're like, you know, hey, those guys, Matthew and Will are just, they don't know what they're talking about. But there's at least something that you can go, you know what, they did bring this up, and that is interesting, and I've never heard that before. I did learn something. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, hey, they're right, there is a problem and we got to do something about it. I didn't realize this. And and so there's something to take from there. So when we have a guest on, we'll give them the final word at the end and go, hey, what, what, what can somebody do? We just had a conversation with um, somebody who titled himself the, uh, the counter-feminist. Right. At the end, we still gave him that slot to say, you know, well, so what can we do from here? Right. Yeah. He, he, he ranted about feminism. He did all that stuff. But then at the end, we go, okay, so now what are we going to do from here? Because one of the things I find is when somebody rants and then they don't know what to do from there, they're just mad and they're just angry. And, and they, don't that's, know, they don't know what else to do, I guess, or frustrated. They, you know? Yeah. They don't know what else to do. And, and what it is is that person really shouldn't be put in charge of anything. Right. So, you know, if you're finding somebody ranting and they don't have a, and this is what I'm going to do and this is how I'm going to accomplish it. then that person's just mad. Yeah. And then there's no, there's no use there. Um, and I think that's one of the things that are, again, as I brought up earlier with the churches, our churches will often talk about, Oh, you know, God, we, we, we pray for an end to homelessness. Oh, great. So what should we do about it? Yeah. Well, you donate to the food pantry, I guess. Well, you know, <laughs> because the church doesn't even know their own, you know, they, they just kind of have the scripted answer. You know, you know, at a certain point, you do have to kind of say, actually, um, what do we do about it? Uh, we do, you know, we, we do this, we do this. We know we're not going to end it. But that's yeah. part of our charge here. Yeah. I think if more pastors said that, more people would go, you know what, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And that's uh, that's God's number one concern. It's in His Word about the homeless and the people that need. You know, I mean, it's it's there. You know. Yeah. It's well, like, that's why you know I was I was proud of my church um, when they they put together a group um, talking about to be to be a compassionate discussion of uh, politics and how we how we as Christians would apply. Um, now it did turn into. <laughs> It did turn into the guy who was trying to put gay marriage in the church, and that's all he talked about. Right? He had no interest in anything else. He just he wanted the church to adopt gay marriage, and so this was his testing ground. Um, and I think he was surprised at how many conservatives showed up. And that is one thing that did interest me for a church that is um, almost seventy percent liberal. For that group to be seventy percent conservative is like that. That said something about some of the people in the church, right? right. They had no interest engaging with the thirty percent. You know. And they were fine with getting with the 70 and talking about how much, oh, that's 30%. Yeah. And then they talk about minorities. And, you know, the, the smallest minority is an individual. And, and I think Christians innately understand that because we talk about personal relationship. We talk about meeting people at their point. We don't talk about, you know, we, we don't really talk about, you know, well, we're going to just meet a group. 
Christians put the individual over because purpose for them. Yeah, we don't talk about groups. Uh, that's for me when a church starts talking about a group of the individual. That's when I know the church is sick because God doesn't view it that way. No, He does not. Right? Either Jew nor Greek, slave nor free. Right? Well, that that sentence where it's we're all part of the body of Christ. Yes. So our other groups don't matter, and so that's for me when I see a church start going, well, actually, your group matters. Because being part of the body of Christ, your group matters. In God's eyes, we all matter. You know? Yeah. We all matter. And that, that base level agreement is important. I can sit there and have somebody disagree with me. But, when we, but, we, but then we turn in the pew, and we, and we all worship God together. And we know that the two of us are worshiping God. We may not agree on how to do it, we may not agree, you know, I, you know I, I have friends who are like, yay, women pastors, and I have friends who are boo women pastors, right? Yep. But we all understand that we're all here to worship God, yep. and we're not here to denigrate women or to, you know, anything like that. We're here attempting to worship God the best way we can. And as long as they're, so, as long as they're speaking the truth and God's word, you know? Yeah, and so that we have a baseline agreement. But that baseline agreement is what's getting broken, and that's where you're seeing the splits. Yeah. Because what's happening, you don't agree with me, you must not love God. Yeah. yeah. Really? Oh, my, that's, that's yeah. interesting. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and, well, I, yeah. Think, I think a lot of those people, they, they do put themselves on a pedestal, you know? And, and it's, it's, that's sad for them. That's when you need to pray for them, I guess, you know? I, I don't want to keep yeah. you much longer, but I got, I got one more uh, quick question for you. Sure. Um, what? What do you, let's say that we do see something like I don't believe in dates. God does not tell us a date. You know, you, you see these in a, and, and I'm talking about if you seek the true uh, information, as you were saying, and you look it up, even those sources are like trying to give dates about when our country is going to turn around. We really don't know. That's up to the Lord. You, you know what I'm saying? And um, so let's say this does happen. Let's, you know, in. And, and it does turn around. What about the people that have not tuned in this whole time to been asleep? How do you think they're going to react, and how do you think we can help them? Yeah, I think that's a great question. I I think a lot of people, I mean, you saw the highest political engagement in our country in a long time, in the last election, right? You had you know 80 million votes for one side and 70 plus on the other, right? That's That's more and more people starting to get involved um i would say that the way you're going to engage with people is you're going to have to do the work that hasn't been done for those and that's rough um and it takes time and i think we have to put aside our instant gratification mm -hmm. and what i mean by that is if you've got somebody who doesn't understand why the Supreme Court is the way the Supreme Court is. If you're someone who doesn't understand why the church believes in infant baptism, or maybe it's adult baptism, whatever it is, it's going to be, you have to take that time for that person to feel that their question was received and answered honestly. You know, um, that it, it, that there was an actual engagement that occurred. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's, and I honestly think that's how most of the people who were asleep, as, as, as we were saying, they, what they did is they turned off their engagement, right? They have their routine, yeah. 
right? They're church on Sunday. They're comfortable. Yeah, the church on Sundays, youth group on Wednesdays, um, you know, uh, lake house on, on Saturdays, right? Uh, there's, there's, there's the routine. Kids go to school, kids come home at 3.30. From 3.30 to 5 is video games, 5 is dinner. Um, then 7 p.m., uh, they start homework, I start the TV, right? There's a routine. And people just live the routine. And the problem is, is when you do that for 10, 20, 30, 40 years, when your parents did that for 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, when you, you're going to have a long trip of figuring out what's going on mm-hmm. in front of you because you're not going to understand how we got there quickly. So it's going to take time. So, it's going to take time. So it's going to take time. And that's, that's the thing that I find, you know, like, for example, when Donald Trump got elected, what, what did all the Republicans do? Ah, we have solved politics. No, you have not. <laughs> when Joe Biden got elected, what did all the Democrats do? Ah, we stopped white supremacy. Really? Mm-hmm. There are still white supremacist groups. You really stop it, right? Yeah. You know, like, really, you know, it's, they, we sort of almost put this, I did this, this event has solved it for human history. No, it did not. Yeah. It is a continuing, lifelong engagement. And that's exhausting. It can be so very one exhausting, of things, yes. Yeah. So, and that's, but as Christians as well, we have a specific knowledge of that already because we understand that we're running a race. And when we're running that race, you, you don't get to just check out of a race for you know, if, if you're running the Boston Marathon and you stop on the side of the road for an hour, when you get back into the race, you didn't, you're, you're running from the same point. So if you check out, then when you get back in, you're not going to be farther along. And you may have actually, bat, you may have actually slid back. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, when, you, when we, t- you know, people will often say, I've rediscovered my faith in Jesus Christ. And like, okay, what are you going to do? Well, I'm going to go to church on Sunday. Great. Then what are you going to do? I don't know. Yeah. You don't want to be a pew duster. Right. You know, and and it's, you know, it's, it's, there has to be a curious, if if you're somebody who's saying, I'm just starting to realize this is going on, you have to almost have the curiosity. Um, I would say that actually the best place to start, and it's, it's, it's interesting because it's, you know, it's not a Christian book, but um, there's a book by Jonathan Haidt, which is called The Righteous Mind, and he goes over the, the motivations behind a lot of our decisions. And he talks about there's all these different scales that people are on. And actually, depending on your political viewpoint, you will fall pretty every time. You will fall on a certain section of these different ones. You know, there's care, harm, authoritarianism, freedom. Uh, you'll have all these different graphs that you chart on. And liberals will have a specific group. Conservatives tend to actually be even across all of them, and then libertarians tend to be the opposite of liberals in a specific two or three grouping. But that book really talks about the motivations behind a lot of people's decisions. And I think you need to start with books talking about why do people think this way and why do I think this way? Why do I believe the things that I believe? Because I would much rather you take two, three years going, you know what, I'm not sure why I believe in Jesus Christ. I have no clue why. I really don't know. Because I think when the, if that happened in churches more often, you would have more and more people actually pushing the community to a better relationship as a whole, rather than everybody kind of going, well, yes, we all believe in Jesus. 
Yes, great. So to say, so to say. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's that that's great. You know, but that honestly was struggle. I, you know, I, I was in a group once, and I was talking. You know, I, there was a woman talking about I, I I'm struggling with what's going on in this country and what to do with it as a Christian. And somebody said to him, "Well, you know, the Bible's not always accurate." Oh, you know, and that, you know, but that person, they, they took their politics and wanted, there was no interest in helping that person. They didn't even answer that question. Just they just told them, yeah, all about their point. Yeah. Yeah. They may, they went, ah, there's someone I can inject with my politics. I'm going to get them. I'm going to make them think the way I want. There was no discussion there. There was nothing like that. Nobody talked to them. And, and then finally somebody actually did bring it up and they talked to them about, you know, doubt is okay. And the second someone said that, Half the group suddenly went from Jesus is the answer to, you know what? I'm actually not sure why Jesus is the answer. I, I, you know, that's interesting. The second somebody made it clear that, hey, there's doubts and there's curiosity about why we believe these things. And that is what pushed that person to where they were. Everyone else went, you know what? I've, I've been there. And then that, commun- this per- that person started coming to that church because that church started saying, you know what? We've been there too. And that was all it took for that person to go, I'm going to be here for a while. It's called being a human. Yeah, you got, right, yeah. And it, it, and even the, because the person said some things, and they said them when I was looking at them, and I'm, in my head I was just going, you believe that? Oh, my gosh. Right? But because that person was seeking and we helped them, that person's a much better Christian today. They had their life saved. Um, they've gotten back into their children's lives. They've gotten off a lot of their substances. And, and that, but it took them, three four five years of yeah you know and that's but and i think too many people they want to show up in church at the end of the 35 minute homily or sermon or whatever go you know what that does explain why jesus died for my sins i'm all set no it's (laughs) it takes long and so i think that's well you you have to get mature in his word you you know you also have to get mature in his word you have to Read it yeah. daily, and like we were saying before, it's so easy to we get in a routine, we get distracted, even forget about doing that. You know? Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. We can get distracted about even the best things, but it, it, it is simply a. We have to start realizing that these things last for longer. That you know, a country, values, a church, all these things are, you know, the church is over two thousand years old, and it's over two thousand years old because every generation people had to go and put in the work to get the next generation into that church to understand why they believe the things, to put the things into practice, to talk about what they believed in, to deal with the challenges of the day. Yeah. Um, so my, you know, just, you know, I, I obviously can probably talk, talk your ear off for all day and I'm not well known for, <laughs> for doing, um, That's quite but you know, I, I would say the last thing is get in your churches, get in your communities and whatever group it is. Talk about the current application, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's terrible that pornography is going to 10 year olds. So you need to go and start talking to 10 year olds. That's that's terrible, yes. but if but pretending like it's not happening and we can just ignore it, yes. no, you have to go in and get involved. And what what that means is you got to talk to your darling ten year old boy. Say hey, what's going that, on in your school? You know. Yeah, yeah. you, you got to realize that handing your six year old daughter an iPhone, she's probably going to have a lot of body body issues, yeah. a lot of body positivity, yep. right? Because she's gonna. It's hard for an eight year old to understand what prettier than me is. It really is, you know, and I know that it's like, well, they might not have the friends. They might not have this. Right. But do you want an adult who's 
who's using fentanyl because they don't know how else to deal with it? Or do you want an eight-year-old who may be sad for a little bit, right? Yeah. There's, 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 you got to get involved in your children's lives. You got to understand this is a process. So talk about the life issues in society as they are today. Do not pretend that this is a Christian society that is going to cater to Christian beliefs. It is not. Yeah, only Jesus, right. only Jesus can do that. You know, he's the yeah. only one. But yeah, Matt. And then you go, that, and that, you get in your community. Yeah, That's absolutely. You, you get in your community. You get it together, and you create the community you want because your community will influence the community next to you, and they'll do the one next to them. And that's how you start the change. It's like a do not look to Donald Trump, Joe Biden, Nancy no. Pelosi, Kamala Harris, Ted Cruz. These people are not going to save you. No. One, they're probably not even your representative. <laughs> and they really right. don't care. They really don't care. Right. Well, you know, it, well, it, it's impossible to care about everybody all the time. It's impossible. Yeah. yeah. Right. When you represent a group, you have to represent the 51%. So the 49%, yeah, unfortunately, right. That's why we have local government, why we have state government it is to break it into smaller and smaller groups. And the idea in this country, which is a great idea, is that you start from the bottom and you go up. And that's the idea. And everybody can agree with that. I don't care who you are. Yep. Start in your community. If you want to, if you want to have San Francisco, be San Francisco, right? If you want to be Texas, be Texas. But get into your community and start those groups, because that continuing group, the next generation will get involved in, and then they'll involve their kids, and they'll involve their kids, and then you'll have you'll have challenges and obstacles, and you'll be you you will not have this problem of. What, what happened in the last 50 years? What happened to Christianity? Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, you need, you need to actually be involved in your house and in your community. Yeah. And then you can build from there. I also think with uh, the church, you know, if you, do, if you do that, it's like a ripple effect. And that way it goes to your community and goes right. on out through the whole nation. Right. You know? Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, for me, community is always um, church, school. Uh, it's church, school, and social activities. Right. There's the social life of your town, yep. there's your school, and there's your church. Those three things are your are your pillars of a community, any community, right? There's the, the Fourth of July fair, there's the, the the you know, the school play, there's the you know, the church pageant, there's all these things that and those make up most of your community for me. That's what makes up most of your and so if you're involved in those things and then you gotta you have to live out your beliefs. And and, you know, God, if, and, if, and what you can't do, God will take care of the rest, you know. Yeah. You know, you know, fine. Yeah, I, I know a lot of people. They're they're switching to homeschooling because they all of a sudden discovered. You know what? We can do this. Mm -hmm. And they because they found that they were going. They went to their kids' school. They found kindergartners being taught what sex toys were, and they went, "Wait a minute, this might not be. Uh, maybe maybe we should stop this." <laughs> right? Yeah. So if your school's not going to stop it, then you take your kid out and you figure out a way. But that's the thing. If you take your kid out of school and you don't have a support system. If you're not in your community, we're talking with people that think like you, who you know, who all who agree. If you don't have that community, you are not going to be able to do the things that you want because you're dependent on that person taking care of your kid. You're dependent on that person taking care of your interests with the town. Yeah. You know, you're dependent on those people. So if you create your community, then you'll be able to support yourself in whatever choice you make. And so that's that's the key, and that's how you get involved. And you know, I. Because I, I know too many people. They have no clue what their mayor's name is, but they can tell you exactly what Donald Trump had for breakfast two years ago. Right, right. right? And it, and that's when you're at that point, that's when you know, hold on a second, I, got, I need to start at the base and get up there. That's so true. Matthew, 
I, I, I don't want to. I kept you over, and but but thank, that's right. Thank you so much for this yeah, this information. This is uh, I've learned a lot, and I'm going to look at things totally different on my end. That's for sure. Because like I shared with you before, uh, me I have an issue. My weakness. We all have our weaknesses. I let my emotions get the best of me. And that can be a turnoff, and I don't, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I don't want to do that. I want to, you know, like you said, let's figure out why they, everyone thinks the way they do, you know? Yeah. And just, you know, and it's fantastic. Yeah. Thank you yeah. so thank much. You. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no, that. thank you for having me on. Um, you know, you can find us, Blue State Conversations. We're on Facebook. Um, we're on Twitter. Um, we've got a website. We're working on a bunch of content um, outside of simply releasing an episode. It's usually bi-weekly. Um, and so we're going to, we're, we're really working on turning this into a place that y- you can come and you can ask a question and you're not jumped on, you know, right. that's, that's the really that's, working on that. And that makes p- people feel comfortable that they can talk, they can, you know, communicate yeah. with each other. Well, you're welcome back here anytime. And I consider you, consider you both you and will, uh, a friend and, uh, no, well, God, yes, God bless you. And, uh, I definitely will be telling people about, your your guys show it's it's awesome yeah. listen to it everyone it's great it's a great great show uh to listen to and it's encouraging and it, it makes you think well thank you matthew i appreciate yeah. it so much oh thank you yeah we can't we, well can't wait to have you on we'll we'll get we'll get you in at some point we'll... sounds great sounds great yeah god bless you sir yes thank you thank you so much matthew for joining us today really appreciate you taking your valuable time to Join us and teaching us a lot what to do about conversations with people and how we can unite and turn this country around and what we can do in our church. I learned a lot today and it is definitely going to make me grow and I hope it does you as well. Please remember Matthew and Will's show. Uh, they do that together. Uh, it's called, again, it's called Blue State Conversations and I think they're on just about every platform there is and I'm sure they have a webpage as well you can look up. That is, again, the Blue State conversations blue state conversations make sure you look them up and listen to them you will learn a lot for sure i know i did well i hope you all have a wonderful day night afternoon morning whenever you're listening to this god bless you and we'll keep having faith the lord is there he is there with us every day he'll get us through this we will have victory soon my friends I know we will. And don't forget to do the, th- the three and three prayer three times a day, three weeks. Keep it up. We know if we do that, God will hear us cry. And we, I know, will see a miracle. God bless you.